You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Perez and this is straight talk no sugar added thank you so much for being here this show is created to discuss life topics to grow challenge and transform your thinking and today I found someone who I really wanted to introduce you to and his name is Chandler Jackson and for nine years he played football in high school and at a collegiate level and Chandler fell uh, into writing after his traumatic experience um, of being arrested in Beijing He has a book called The 14 Days in Beijing and was ranked number one over 15 times on Amazon in multiple genres. So I was really, really excited when he said that he would be on Straight Talk. And I know you guys love to hear people who are using their lives to challenge your thinking. So come welcome. Thank you for being here. Balance and blessings, balance and blessings. Um, One of the things that I love about the audience that I serve is that they really are supportive of everyone that comes on this show. And they love to hear people's stories, how people have transformed and how they use that to then transform someone else's life. So before we get all started into your story, because I'm excited about that, I want to hear a little bit more about you. Tell us a little bit about you, Chancellor. All right. So Chancellor Jackson from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Specifically for Georgia natives, I'm from Smyrna. Um, that's right outside of Atlanta. Um, mm. Played football vast majority of my life, um, middle school all the way up to to collegiate level. Um, I got my bachelor's degree in communication and media studies from Stetson University. Go Hatters. Um, that's <laughs> down the uh, the land. It's in Florida, Central Florida. Okay. Um, yeah. So after I graduated from college, I'm saying I was done playing ball. I had no clue what I wanted to do. You understand? And I had to redefine myself and re-identify myself all over again. You know what I'm saying? For so long, I identified as Chancellor of the Football Player. So right. football was no longer right. like journey. It was, okay, damn, Chance, who are you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was the journey up, you know what I'm saying, up until now, you know what I'm saying, just trying to figure out who I am and, you know what I'm saying, what's my purpose, you know what I'm saying? And, um, 
So just being me, Sagittarius, spontaneous, optimistic. Um, I was just job searching, applying for any and everything. You know what I'm saying? Because I had no clue what I wanted to do. So right. I'm just applying for any and everything. Anything I feel like I can do, I'm like, right, I'm gonna apply for it. And <laughs> I did this, I'm landing, I was landing interviews and everything. I'm getting flown out, all different types of stuff, you know what I'm saying? And I did this for eight months straight and I ain't land nothing. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm about to graduate, I'm back home. It's like, okay, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Still trying to figure it out. But it's like, hey, just continue to trust the process, continue to keep pushing, you're gonna find something. So ended up coming across the opportunity to teach English in China. Oh, well, I was cool. job searching one day on LinkedIn. <clears throat> and I'm like, mm, that sounds interesting. And I looked at the requirements. It was very, very brief. You know, as long as you had a bachelor's degree, and uh, it really don't even matter. As long as you had a bachelor's degree, um, clean background, and you're a native English speaker. And like, you know what I'm saying? We'll take oh. you. Check, check, check. I'm like, that's smooth right there. I'm literally <laughs> looking at the job description. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do this for sure. I, you know what I'm saying? I play sports. I'm a team leader, all of that. I'm a vocal leader on top of that. So it's like I've already been, you know what I'm saying? People throw me in the category as a preacher and a lecturer. And, you know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. I got folks, peers that call me uncle and, you know what I'm saying, granddad and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm just as uh, old as they are. But, um, yeah, so I applied, ended up getting a job, and it was the mm. first job that said yes after eight months of, uh, of applying and getting told. Wow. And uh, the jobs I was originally uh, applying for was like all corporate positions, like marketing, sales, management, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. all the corporate world, recruiting, all of that. Landing the interviews, getting told no. Everybody telling me no. So I'm like, okay, I got to try something else. Because clearly, corporate, the universe telling me corporate, that's not the way to go. Yeah, so yeah. Got to take a different venture. And a different approach to this job such a thing. And that's when I just started. I, I came across, I didn't I didn't think to look globally. Once I seen that aspect, I'm like, oh man, why don't, why don't look outside of the world? And that's how you know what I'm saying, came across the China application, fly, got the job, and uh landed in China on October 10th, 2018. Now, was that something that you've always wanted to do is travel, or was I mean, were you a traveler to begin with, or was this kind of like all new to you? Um, so like I said, I'm a Sagittarius. We just natural travelers, just in spirit and in nature. And in addition to that, my mother is a Sagittarius. So she definitely, she was doing a lot of the traveling. And oh, okay. even you've seen brought us on a few of those journeys. Like I've been to the Bahamas a few times. I've been to London twice. Um, and that's in China once, you know what I'm saying? So, but just as being a child and watching her travel to Africa, travel to Europe and you know what I'm saying? Like she gone for week, days. I'm like, hey, mama gone again. Like she was like, just, you know what I'm saying? Just watching her and then just embarking on certain journeys with her, especially uh, around the nation. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was, it, it was innate, but also ingrained in me at the same time. You know what I'm right. You learn a right. lot. Like you really do. That's why I encourage everybody to travel. Yeah. Traveling is good. Yeah. It, it, it gives you a lot of um, people's different cultures. It gives you a little more wisdom on how to deal with people in different cultures. So that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Now going to China though, I've never been, was that exciting? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, I knew it was going to be a journey. I knew it was going to be a journey because it's, it's funny, like in, a, in my book, in the introduction, um, I flash back on, or I reflect on a conversation me and my mother was having one, Early, I was a kid. I was like seven or eight years old. So me and my little brother, 
and uh and my dukes and we was just eating breakfast and she asked us just randomly she was like what's the other three places in the world y'all want to go first place out of my mouth is china oh wow she's like why china i'm like that's where everything's made you know what i'm saying that's the only reason i really wanted to go so i'm like everything i look at anything i look at, i pick up that is so it. true i'm like damn why why is everything made in china i'm like i wonder what, what what's over there that you know what i'm saying they got going on that we don't you know what i'm saying so i was always intrigued in the land just from that aspect so just 15 16 about 15 years later actually manifested so it was like oh man it's crazy i actually get to go to the place i actually spoke about going to you know what i'm saying and not only that i get to live there you know what i'm saying right year. so yeah it, it was definitely exciting it was an adventure within that now did you go with somebody you knew or you kind of just landed in China without knowing anybody or anything? I just jumped off the porch. <laughs> jumped off the porch. Wow. Came in with like other recruits. So it was like 20, it was about 28 of us. So I came in with other people. And we all landed around the same time. So wow. We all, uh, went through the same training for two weeks. So of course, we all became families just because we all out here for the most part. Well, right. I know we all jumped off the porch to come out here. So. <laughs> Yeah, for real. So it's like, right. yeah, we are, we are, you know what I'm saying? So, but within that group, of course, you bond closer, or you know what I'm saying? You connect more with certain individuals. So you form your little clique, and them the ones you keep lifelong relationships with, for sure, for sure. I love kids. I think that is so fun that you did that. Now, did you do just kids, or did you do a range of uh, of ages when you I went did. to teach? I taught as young as three years old, all the way up to 14. Oh, fun. <laughs> now how was that for you that must have been so much fun and yeah. also um you know challenging right because I mean, do you speak chinese or no i learned just enough to maneuver you know what i'm saying right. move and groove you know what i'm saying work my own right. way <laughs> i learned as far as sitting and holding the in-depth conversation i like mean you're having it was quiet no nah, absolutely yeah not. so but so when you went over there did you know any chinese or you learned when you went over uh, when, when you got there like because it was uh a three month long process for me to get my visa after I got hired. So within the course of that time, that's when I took. Oh, and, smart. Start, you know what I'm saying? Studying up on the language. At least, like I said, just at least maneuver. You know what I'm saying? I just out there, you know what I'm saying? Like a deer in headlights looking crazy. You know what I'm <laughs> right. I would have been too. I, I get that. <laughs> and so the kids that we teaching, like, of course, the younger uh, kids are, it's a, you got to use even more basic, 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 basic english with them you know what i'm saying but like the higher up you go some you can it's still big conversation like very small but um you can communicate with some of them and it's some of them that are just like i'm some other has one little girl she's probably like seven years old and she spoke so well like this is probably one child i could actually like have a conversation with somewhat right like, it, was, it just blew my mind i'm like man you were just a, your spirit your spirit is so bright and i'm like i'm decided for just what blossoms as time progresses. But um, yeah, kids made it, kids made, made it worthwhile. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm here to work. So it's like, if I don't like what I'm working at or like what I'm doing, I'm going to be miserable. But right. they made it worthwhile. You know what I'm saying? And then I, I was like 22, 23 at the time. I was, you know what I'm, saying? I'm still, I'm only 25 now. So I'm still young. So yeah. I, I, I can identify more with a younger spirit versus somebody that's 40 years old, 50 years old, who's been right. in life way longer and can no longer you know what I'm saying make that connection so it's like oh yeah i match all the kids energy you know what i'm saying so we be right lit. <laughs> my class we're gonna be lit we're gonna have music playing everything I had, well, I'm about to that's kids so on fun bob marley i was I put them on for sure for sure 
Did you find a difference in um, in the education process? Like the kids, were they paying more attention? Were they, you know, better behaved? Were they, you know, all those things we hear here in the States. It's not like I've been there, so I don't know. But did you find like there was a big difference in that? Absolutely not. <laughs> kids are kids no matter where. Awesome. Like I had that same interpretation when I before I was going before I went over there. I'm like, man, these kids are gonna be disciplined. Like, I ain't gonna have man, kids are kids no matter where you I had that's a fight good to hear. I had a fight, I had a fight break out of my classroom. They <laughs> probably like five, six years old. You know what I'm saying? It's, it happened so fast. I, I'm just sitting there just watching, like, oh they they really fighting. <laughs> like I forgot I, I was an authority figure in the room. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah. you know, back in the day, high school folks, you know what I'm saying, get to fight. Y'all, you watch you recording. Right, right. right. <laughs> that would have been awful for you standing there watching instead of <laughs> but they was kicking too. They weren't throwing no hands. <laughs> that is so funny. That's all that's so cool though, right? Like that's an experience just in just in that part of it so far. That that's an experience that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise, you know, like going to a different country, any country could have been any country, but the experience of going to a different country and then being able to impact a youth life, right? Because you're there to teach them something they don't know yet and something they can probably use forever, you know, that's really neat. Definitely. Definitely. Like I said, uh, children are sponges. Yeah. Everything like I'm literally like they are very impressionable. So it's like just being able to lead by example in a positive way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And definitely tap that. Just plant seeds within that spirit. You know what I'm saying? For the just the longevity and the understanding of what they finna go through and what you know what I'm saying. And so you know, this is mm-hmm. a little easier to process and handle. You know what I'm saying? Versus just going through it. And you know, you know what I'm saying? You have no relation of what you just hear. You know what I'm saying? You know, no understanding of what is going on around you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. You're living in, you know what I'm saying? And the depths that that goes into, and you know what I'm saying? So the show for show. Yeah. So, so tell me about your year there, because you were there for, uh, was it a, a whole year? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Let's get into this. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to do a year. <clears throat> My year got cut half, six months left. Six uh, months. Okay. Yeah, I did six months. So and is that is that when um the 14 days happened? Can can we talk about that? Can we like talk about what actually happened? Yeah, so 14 days is about my last 14 days in China. You understand? So prior to the last 14 days, China was lit. <laughs> China was right. Lit. So, so you loved it. You loved China. Like you would definitely have stayed, you think? Oh, without a doubt. That, really? Oh. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I would have did my whole year at least. And then just based on how that year, you know what I'm saying? Just whatever, I, you know what I'm saying? I definitely would have worked my one, but I would have did my whole year for sure. But um, so were the people welcoming? Like, did you find it to be very welcoming and loving to you? Yeah, that's awesome. Man, some of the best customer service I ever received in my life. No care. Yeah. Okay, I'm talking yeah. outstanding customer service. That's wonderful. They don't, they don't even accept tips out there in China. Oh, I they didn't know that. They don't accept tips, no. They, <laughs> they're, wow. And turn it away for real, for real. So it must have been great though to learn a different culture to see how different you know people uh, react towards things or how they treat you. That's really neat. Yeah, it's, like I said, it just brought your, broadens your level of understanding of life and you know what I'm saying, just in general. You know what I'm saying, your life and your demographics, your story and your history, your people. When you go someplace else and learn 
the depths of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, just, it's two different yeah. worlds, but we all coexist in the same world. <laughs> exactly. You bridge a gap, right? You bridge that gap. Yeah, so, true. so then what did you do, young man, that got you in locked up for 14 days? Because um, it sounds like everything was going great. And I know that China has a lot of like strict rules, right? Like they have a lot of restriction. I yeah. think even I would have probably messed up on something because they have a lot of restrictions. And sometimes if you don't know a lot of the restrictions or laws or rules, I mean, that happens to us in any country, right? So what happened? What happened? All right, so <laughs> um, April 4th, 2019, I'm finna get, it's my day off. So I'm finna get ready to go to an event that it's a team building event that the company is throwing. Um, and it's in the afternoon. So go through my typical morning routine, um, eating, and then uh, I'm, I'm finna start pre-gaming before I slide to the event. For those that know pre-gaming is like before you go out with your friends or go out somewhere, you're gonna turn up at the house real quick. Then yeah. you're gonna go. So <laughs> I'm pre-gaming at the house. Um, just vibing out, sipping my little wine cooler, smoking some cannabis on my little pipe, listening to music, just enjoying myself, and then finish, get ready to go. You know what I'm saying? So I'm getting dressed, I'm clothes on with a whoop. All right, I'm ready to go. Now I hear a knock at the door. I'm like, okay. At the door, you know what I'm saying? Guests aren't unfamiliar, so I'm just curious to see who the people. And on the other side of the door are three officers from the Beijing police. I'm Boy. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, snap, boy, what the hell are they doing here? So I scrambled up, uh, put everything up, put everything up, and then I open the door and um, they walk in. They walk in, and the officer in front, he's speaking to me. Like I said, I, I don't know the language that well, so he, right. he can tell you know, there's, a, there's a barrier for sure. So he speaks into his translator uh, app on his phone and shows me the translation and it reads that, um, are you on drugs? I'm like, nah, bro, you tripping. Uh, I'm lying, of course, like, nah, bro, you tripping. What are you talking about? Nah, passport, you probably need to see my passport. So he speaks into the app again <clears throat> and it says, are there any drugs in the house? I'm like, bro. No, bro, where you get what, like what what where you getting this information from? Nah. I said, I'm finna go get my passport. So I go grab my passport. Visa, I brought all my documents and slap them on the table. So he's sitting there going going through everything. And um the other two officers are just walking around the apartment, just you know what I'm saying, just scanning scanning the room, scanning the space. And some time passed. They tell me to sit down at the table. So I sit down, time passes, and I hear some footsteps coming from down the hall. And they never close the doors. So I look back and there's another officer approaching the apartment. And he has something in his hand. But I don't pay no mind. I'm sitting there trying to think, okay, what's going to happen next? How, what I'm going to say? Like, how this is going to play out? You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to think ahead. And so he comes in, he hands the item to the officer I was originally speaking to. And the officer communicates to me um, to uh, pee in the cup. So it was a drug test right there on the spot. So yeah, <laughs> and right there, oh. and there, I was like, oh, it's over. Oh. It's over so do the drug test. They're the drug test, of course. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So and by this time, it's like five, six officers in the, in the apartment now. You know what I'm saying? They really searching the place. And uh, one officer has arrived and he speaks English. So I'm sitting here just talking to him. He's just pretty much, he's when it looks like I who I get from. He just want to know if I get give him any information on a supplier. So I'm still high as hell. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. panicking. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? So 
I'm just lying, 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 just telling just different stories. Uh, and pretty much he was like, all right, but you know what I'm saying? You failed your drug test. We know you failed your drug test. Um, we know it's, you know what I'm saying? You got, we got, you got something on you. You know what I'm saying? This is essentially how it boiled out. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot more descriptive yeah. in the book. Oh, this is all still chapter one I'm describing. We still early into chapter one. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, that's deep. That's deep and scary. Really oh, yeah. freaking scary, right? Because it's it, these are officers you really don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know, you don't know what what their legalities are. You don't know what the prison's going to be like. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking to yourself, I'm just smoking a little weed. Like what, what's the <laughs> problem here? Right. Wow. Yeah. So they escort me, you know what I'm saying? Throw the cuffs on me, escort me out the building, to the van, send me down the van. And I'm just reflecting like, damn, bro, this shit is real. Like this shit really happening. And yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But I know I'm going to be good. I know at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, however it play out, I know I'm going to be good. How's it gonna play out? I have no clue. That's that's the that's the most yeah. worrying part. But it's like I know I'm gonna be straight though. You know what I'm saying? Just take note of every minor detail and you know what I'm saying. Enjoy this hot one last time because <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Don't tell her what's gonna happen. Wow. So we get to the precinct. That's not too far from the apartment. It was like a five minute ride. Get out. They send me down in the in the, uh, the waiting area with other recent arrests. I'm the only one handcuffed though. So I'm just sitting there looking at the officers doing their desk duty and just recapping everything that happened and just reflecting on everything. And they come to get me shortly, you know what I'm saying, not too long afterwards. And we go to another precinct. This precinct is a lot bigger, you know what I'm saying, with holding cells. So they had me change clothes and, you know what I'm saying, put me in the holding cell. And I'm in the holding cell with probably like 10 other Chinese uh, men. And um, I'm sitting there just steady, just reflecting and just recapping on everything. I'm still, I'm still high. You know what I'm saying? So I, it, it's really just like, <laughs> I'm just like, it just disbelief. Like, bro, I can't believe this is happening. And um, that's when they, and then I was at this precinct, I was at the second precinct for like 14 hours. And within that 14 hours, they conduct, they did my interrogation. And the interrogation is crazy because they sit, they locked me into this metal chair in one position. It looked like a electric chair, but it locked your, uh, your leg, my legs, waist, chest, Ooh. all in one place. <laughs> and uh, they uh, took my mug shot, got my whole handprint. Um, so we did all of that. So, yeah, but I was, aside from that, you know what I'm saying? I was just in, in the holding cell, just waiting, wait, not knowing what's going to happen. And then, they, you know what I'm saying? They called me back out. It's nighttime. Um, walked me to the lobby and they give me uh, my clothes. I'm like, well, shit, I'm gonna go home. Well, I guess, I guess my statement worked. Yeah, they're you know what I'm saying? So I get back dressed. <laughs> I'm waiting. And they had me following them into a room that was behind the front desk. So I go into the room. Well, I cl- go, with, I go through the door and now I'm in the hallway. And at the end of the hallway, it's a small room that's crowded with officers. So, you know what I'm saying? We walk into the room. Get in there. It's the evidence room. You know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of evidence from other cases, TV monitors where they watch the footage from the body cameras, and you know what I'm saying? Officers everywhere, paperwork, and then on the counter, on the table, like where the monitors is on, I see uh, weed from my apartment. Um, I put the weed in my share butter container. So they had my share butter container there. 
and uh, a DVD, a disc next to all the evidence. So I'm like, okay, they definitely made a physical copy of this. Uh, so they sit there and they scale the weed up in front of me. I had 1.4 grams. For those that know anything about flower or cannabis, is 1.4 grams is it's not a lot. <laughs> it's not right, a lot. Right, right. It's not a lot. So at 1.4 grams <laughs> and um, had me sign and you know, send fingerprints, some paperwork that I couldn't read. And then uh, we got back in the van. I'm like, okay, ain't nobody said nothing to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just- Wow, wow, I'm it's deep. Just, you know what I'm saying? So I have no clue what's gonna happen now. We just back in this van, I'm back dressed. I'm like, okay, he's gonna, they can let me go. They can take me back to the crib. Like, what we, what we doing? Like, but I'm, I'm gonna find out soon enough. So uh, we get in the van, it's like one o'clock, it's like 1.30 in the morning. So we just riding, riding 40 minutes straight. Is your high gone by this time? Oh, yeah, 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 I definitely, my, <laughs> I, I was back in the holding cell after the mug shots, I, I was, yeah, that's when I, that's when I was able to fall asleep then because I was coming down right. then. But I was still handcuffed the whole time. So like I wasn't comfortable, but. Um, so wow, we, that's we, a lot. Yeah, we just riding and then. I'm like, I'm following, I'm reading the street signs, you know, so I've been out here long enough to pretty much navigate pretty well. Uh, so I'm like, I don't think we can get anywhere close to where I live. And time passes and we arrive at this facility bordered by tall walls with barbed wire. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, I see what's going on. Yeah, no words needed, no words needed. My goodness, that must've been scary. And so I don't want to give up way too much about what you went through because people got to pick up this book because I'm already like halfway off my chair trying to figure it out. But it, 14 it days. This was crazy though. I'm only, that's only the first chapter. I know. Yeah, that's that's a, I mean, that's, that's a lot, right? So how did they know? Were they, did they have a camera in your apartment? Like, how did they know? Mystery to this day. <laughs> really? Right. It makes you just sit back and think like, you know, how did they know that either someone saw you buy it and said something or someone smelled it or do they have a like camera in that room or God only knows. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, wow. How, how was it in uh, you don't have to give me the whole like story, but is it anything like an American? I don't know if you know American prisons at all, because you had a clean record, so you don't yeah. know. But, <laughs> exactly. but, um, but, um, did you find it to be very aggressive in there? Like, was it a very aggressive uh, stay there, or stay like you are on vacation? You know, was it a very aggressive moment, or what? What's what's up with that? It was. It was like the process was. It was just easy going. You know what I'm saying? I just the most worried. The most, uh, I guess, just suspenseful part of the story is just because I don't know what's happening. Yeah. No, no communication. So right. I'm here to tell y'all I did 14 days. So it's like, as you read it, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> so yeah. like, that, that's just the worst part. And then I can't communicate with nobody. Nobody knows where I am. I haven't been able to contact anybody. Wow, so wow, like, wow. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I know I'm gonna be good. I don't know, but I, you know what I'm saying. So I'm locked up, and uh, you locked up 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week. Uh, uh. 15 people to one cell, nine wooden beds, and uh, all I had for 14 days straight. Yeah, <laughs> look at my face. <laughs> Wait, because that, that math don't make no sense. 
That math doesn't make any sense. And the way I described did you say, wait, hold on. You said 50 people in one prison. I just want to make sure I got this right. You got 50 people in one know, prison 15, room, 15, and nine beds? Yeah, so, and the room's not that big, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely, like, ceilings is high, you know what I'm saying? But far as just the width of the room, it isn't, you know what I'm saying? But it's a big rectangle. So, uh, just enough to house 15 people, you know what I'm saying? That's it. Um, but, yeah, now how I describe the, the bed situations, like, think back to so when you was a kid and you had a little sleepover with your cousins or your friends or you play travel ball, and, you know what I'm saying? It's a limited space of sleep, so everybody just got to make, you know what I'm saying? Picture that with random grown man. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh man. And then and then if you're the last guy coming in, wh- where you wh- where you sleeping? Uh, <laughs> you got to make room. Wow. this together like you know what I'm saying? Like it, it wasn't that's what it wasn't very like far as my uh um this uh relationship with the other cellmates, they were just they was very just curious, you know what I'm saying? For some, it's probably the most, uh, the closest they've gotten to a person of color, you know what I'm saying? And I had locks at the time, so it was just like, they was just really just amazing, just curious to learn as much as they could about me. But with the language barrier, it's just like, man, we can't, you know what I'm saying? Y'all seem like right. dudes, I wouldn't be curious. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Wow. After the first three days, you know what I'm saying? After the third day, uh, I got moved to another cell, and that's when I was amongst uh, out of the English speakers. So that's um, when okay. it's a shift within the story, and it's like, okay, now we can start connecting some of these dots a little bit more, just how this thing going to play out. Or how, yeah. The best that I can. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I've been... Yeah. So. I mean, because you, you don't know, right? Like you said, there was really no communication. So it could have been 14 days, or you could have been sitting here talking about 14 years. I mean, you just do not know, right? And being that um, your family or nobody even knew where you were, it would have been really difficult to get the information as to where you were, you know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not like you had a roommate that knew exactly where you went that day. So, <laughs> exactly. So they wouldn't have known. And it's not like they would have divulged the information either. Oh, no. So that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty scary. I mean, so you have a couple of things going on here. So on top of the fact that you're spending 14 days in a prison, well, you don't know it's 14 days. You don't even know how long it is, right? You just have no idea. And then on top of it, you're going to lose your job that you just started to really love, yeah. right? And then I'm assuming because I'm pretty sure that as soon as you got arrested, you are no longer allowed to stay in the country. They extradite you, right? Before yeah. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Does that also mean you can never go back? I'm banned to 2024. Oh, wow. Okay. For an ounce of weed? Not even an ounce. Like, we not good. Oh, yeah, that's right. You said a couple of grams. Oh, my gosh. One gram. <laughs> One gram. Wow. Will you go back, though? Will you go back? I mean, if I could. You know, the opportunity was presented, for sure. But, like, I've just been... I, I still keep in touch with folks that's still out there, and they tell me, okay. like, China's just buckling down on a lot. Like, China's buckling down on a lot. And Wait. Button down on tourism. Hold on. One second. Something happened. One second. Oh, there you are again. I don't know what happened. Okay. Okay. I, that was really weird. Okay, so you said you spoke to the guys out there, and what happened? Yeah. They're just telling me, like, just China's just getting stricter and stricter. Like, they're buckling oh. down, especially on tourism. You know what I'm saying? A lot of other yeah. people out of the country. 
And even within the country, like they talking about it's video game uh, laws now, you know what I'm saying, out there in China, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it, they don't want any type of homo, homosexuality on TV, you know what I'm saying? So ain't none of that going on no more. Like they right. people are pulling down a lot over there. So it's like- I'm not surprised, right? A lot of, a lot of power comes with that. So, yeah. you know, you know, so there's a lot of that. I feel like there's a big power struggle going on all over the world, including yeah. here. You know, so <laughs> but we're not going to get into politics. We're not doing that today. We're not doing that today. Uh, Chancellor, not doing it with you. <laughs> not doing it. OK, so now they they bring you they, they send you out. They're like, OK, no more Chancellor Jackson here in China. And they send you out. They bring you back home. Now, I don't know this process very well. So when you come back home, are you a free man here or do you have? Yeah, yeah. That's, I met with. Yeah, I met with the- I remember the U.S. Embassy on uh, this chapter 10. Um, that question was posed by one of the people I was with. And he was like, oh, yeah, this doesn't bother you anyway. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all would have known about it if I ain't write a book. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, Got it. Yeah, oh, that's good. It, that's good. It's literally like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just did you look the time? All right, go. You know what I'm saying? You, you good. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good, good. That's good to know, though, because you don't want that following you, especially for something so small and simple. Right. Um, So that's a good thing. So now that you are here and you wrote your book, 14 Days in Beijing, and you're using that now as uh, as a story to impact somebody else's life. Right. So so what are you doing with it with that all now now that you're here in the States? Uh, The youth and uh, I also coach high school football. Oh, nice. We pour a lot into them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of lessons that come from sports. And I'm also going to give you a lot of game about just life and what I've been able to gather along my journey. So it's um, great. That and like a partner with a uh, nonprofit organization called the UMA Foundation, U M A Y. We work with kids in uh, regards to education. We also have specialties and qualifications in special ed. So we work with special ed, special needs children as well. Um, also work with athletes, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the founder is a former U.S. Olympian track uh, star, <laughs> and I played college fo- D1 college football. So we also, you know what I'm saying, work in that aspect. And, uh, and we also do um, life skills for trouble teams. And, you know what I'm saying? Those that, that is awesome. A little bit more guided, for sure, for sure. And, and a lot of other elements as well. Like, it's... There's a lot going on for sure. For That's sure. great though, because you know what? You can use that experience and do nothing with it, or you can do something with it, right? So do something with it. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, that's that's what you're supposed to do with life. You're supposed to impact somebody else's life with whatever you've gone through. So I'm glad and I'm really um proud of you for doing that. Because you know, like you said, you said the universe sent you there. And I really believe that all of these things do come back around. Mm-hmm. And even the 14 days in there was to teach you something, but it's also to teach something, yes. right? So good for you. Good for you for doing that. I'm glad that you um, got it, you know, uh, involved with a nonprofit. I'm glad that you got back to your love too of football because that's really powerful, right? Yeah. And, you know, sports are really big in, in um, kids' lives and I wish more kids, you know, more and more kids would do this. Um, you know, I, I grew up in the, uh, in the projects here in Connecticut and not many of us got into sports. A lot of us used to play like, at, you know, in the basketball court and something like that, but not really in schools. And I really realized that some of the friends, of, some of friends of mine that did get into sports in school did much better. 
you know, they actually ended up going to college. They actually ended up doing those kind of things. So sports is a huge element. I don't play sports, but I had a lot of friends that did and I watched them thrive. Right. Yeah. Do you find that as well? This is the discipline and the work ethic. That's the yeah. skill. Yeah, that's it. Especially if you're coachable. You yeah. That, yeah, I could be molded. Oh, yeah. And this, you're rest assured you would reap a lot of, you know what I'm saying, what you sow. That's awesome. That's what, you know what I'm saying? So I commend everything to football, for sure, for sure. That's you, awesome. Your whole experience and uh, trying to focus like that. How are you just going with the flow? You ain't asking no questions. Because, like, what do you think? I, what other sport, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You think about it. I played college, D1 college football. Coach said jump. We say how high. You know what I'm saying? No, dang, coach. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's yeah. none of that. It was like just being yeah. there. Without yeah. It's just still me. And just, I'm like, I definitely need to be cordial within this predicament. I don't need to be belligerent. And yeah. Yeah. That's not going to make it any better. So it's no. like, it was, yeah, I got a lot of football. So I'm here a lot for sure, for sure. Yeah, well, well, being high and disciplined <laughs> in Beijing <laughs> helped you a lot because <laughs> that could have been worse. Um, so I want um, I want people to know, you know, basically where they can get your book and how they can follow you and support you and all that you are doing, because I think what you're doing is great. And the way you're impacting uh, these young uh, people's lives is a good thing. Um, so tell us your your handles, like where people can find you, how people can follow you, all that great stuff. So for sure, it's very simple. Um, 14 Days in Beijing, on, available on Amazon. I have a free version available on Amazon, which is the first three chapters of the book. So y'all can definitely tap in with that. Oh, that's awesome. It's also available on Apple Books and Kobo and other book platforms as well. Um, but yeah, 14 Days in Beijing. Uh, far as just, you, the best way to find me, just pull out your phone right now, go to your, your internet browser, go to Google, right? And search 14 Days of Beijing was Chancellor K. Jackson. I'll pop right up. All right. There you go. Because you never know, uh, Chancellor. You know, people might want to have you come and speak in their schools, you know, impact people's lives that way. Because I think there's a lot of great lessons that can be learned. And we only touched a little bit of your book, right? Like a little bit of your journey. And so I'm sure there's a lot more uh, things in there that have happened that can really teach lessons to people. So Thank you so much for doing that. And thank you for writing your book and, um, you know, and thank you for sharing it, honestly. And thank you for being on straight talk because we love, I love, 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 love talking to people who really, uh, don't mind talking about what they've been through and then using that to make sure they, they leverage someone else. That's just my heart. That's what I do. Yeah. You know, I appreciate so you. thanks. Yeah. I appreciate you too. So guys, thank you guys so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you share and like the channel. Also, I'm going to make sure that I link all of Chancellor's stuff below so that you can go ahead and buy that book. Make sure that you follow him and support what he is doing because I think it's a beautiful thing. So thank you guys for being here. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk. No sugar added. Until next time. This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community, by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.